Are you ready to listen to my dad, Joe, and Uncle Justin talk about sports? Now on with the show. The Joe Mays and J-Raph Show is brought to you by Mays Sandwich Shop, which have been serving the greater Westlawn area delicious food for over 70 years. You are listening to The Joe Mays and J-Raph Show. Boring. A... <clears throat> weekly podcast about sports since 2011. Don't you ever get tired of being wrong all the time? With a focus on football. Kansas City 31, San Francisco 20. Mahomes takes the snap. He's just going to throw it long for Demarcus Robinson. It is going to use up all the time. The game is over, and the Chiefs' kingdom has firmly planted its flag on top of football's highest summit. Kansas City Chiefs are champions of Super Bowl 54. Now, here are your hosts, Joe Mays and Justin Rathoff. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Joe Mays and J-Raff Show. I'm one of your hosts, Joe Mays, and sitting next to me, my co-host, Justin Raffoff. Yeah, hey, it's good to be back. We're getting in a bit of a rhythm here, you know, like, um, kind of crazy. Yeah, we generally take the late winter, early spring, and just kind of relax, recharge our batteries, focus on other things. But because we dedicated so much time late summer and throughout early fall on local high school football, we'll talk about the Wilson Bulldogs team. I felt like we should kind of press on and, and do some of our regular shows. And we filled that out through uh, November, December, January, February with football, football, more football. And that's kind of what everyone expects from this show, to be honest. But we do like a lot of other things around the sports world and things not related to sports, which we spent a lot of time last spring and summer, um, yeah. you know, kind of uh, taking a tangent and uh, speaking on uh, pop culture and television and entertainment and things like that. And we might do the one or two of those again uh, as we approach what we call the start of football season, which usually happens in May. Yep. <laughs> so we have about two months until that. But in, in the meantime, we do want to talk about a few things non-American football related and focus on the other three major sports in this country being basketball, professional basketball in the NBA, uh, baseball, Major League Baseball, and uh, uh, hockey. So I- I'm going to throw this one up to you first. Do we okay. want to break the mold or break what I expected and actually talk a little football first, or should we save that little tidbit for the end? And if you want to save that for the end, do you want to do which of the other three sports leagues do you want to do first? So um, this, is, this is all on you. You get to decide. Let's do baseball first. All right. So we're going to start with baseball. We're going to do our little bit of football at the end, and it's not so much on the field product. It's something off the field, but it came to light just a few hours ago, and it's something that interests me. And uh, Justin actually uh, sent me another thing about it before the show started. So we are going to talk about the uh, leak of the new Los Angeles ch- um, excuse me, Los Angeles Rams logo, <laughs> and uh, discuss it just just so briefly right before we end the show. So the rest of the time will be spent on baseball, basketball, and hockey, talking primarily the Philadelphia teams, but uh, we'll go a little bit broader for a few of those. Yeah. So baseball was your first chart, first choice, excuse me. Um, Phillies obviously are the main talking point for us here, and. It's what less than three weeks until opening day, right? Um, I think opening day is isn't it like March twenty sixth or something? Yeah, like something that? like that. The Phillies' home opener is yeah, until it's like later. the first or right. second or something like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it is pretty interesting. Uh, we're closing in on that. Um, yeah, it's it's pretty wild. Um, the Phillies are having a really good spring training. They are having a very um, now they lost a shutout today. Right, they were they were, but again, you can't. And honestly, you can apply this to the Major League Baseball regular season. You can't live and die every day, you know, with with the result. But right, you're not going to go 162 and out. Right. Um, you can't even do that in the NBA or in the NHL no, yeah. where it's half that. It's literally um, happened once in pro – well, regular season-wise, twice in pro football. Right, so. which is, you know, a quarter of that, you know. So 
it, it, we're talking a little bit, but yeah. um, I think they might have the best or close to the best record of the Grapefruit League teams. These are the teams that uh, train in Florida in the spring. Um, and uh, when you look at it, it things are going well right now. Um, you know, Bryce Harper looks really good. Yeah, I um, saw. Did stole, you see that? Stole pitches on back or stole bases on back to back pitches yesterday. Um, is hitting home runs, hitting for power, hitting opposite field. Um, you know, it's amazing what happens when you can get in at the beginning. And look, I'm not begrudging the guy. Like, you know, it was a complicated deal, you know, last year when he's working it out, trying to figure out where he's going to be for the next 10 years. The rest of his career, essentially. Right. Well, but it, all in all, he had a really good year last year. He did. Like, he, did. he had a really the, good right. year last year. The team didn't year. really hold up the bargain, but, like, he was, and like, above his averages in virtually everything. The best part of that was... When it was clutch time, he was at his best. Yeah. Which is like the opposite of what I've been saying from the Phillies' big guns over the better part of the last decade. Now, I know right, the first right, few years right, of the last decade right. were still part of that heyday. But, I mean, really, no. Bryce Harper was not the reason the no. Phillies struggled last year. No. they it, it went downhill on the road trip where McCutcheon towards ACL. Yeah. that's a, That was the beginning of the year. Um, first of all, they didn't play well at the Giants, I think, to start that road trip. And then in San Diego, it just continued to go south. Um, that was like early June, I believe, um, or maybe late May, but right around then. Um, but they had been doing fairly well up until that point. Um, but it's not just Harper. Um, some of the other guys are looking really good. Some of the young guys that we started to see last year a little bit more appear to be taking the next step and be pr- getting better. Um, you know, there's talk of some of the guys, some of the young guys that they're like, I think they're going to start at AAA, but they're like, they're making it hard on the Phillies to right. put them at AAA. Yeah. That's, those are good problems to have. Those right. are, yes. those are good problems. And then this was a key and, and Velasquez didn't have a good start today. Um, but there's talk of, they don't know who the fifth starter is, not because of injuries or lack of it. Because they've all they've got well. they've got guys competing for the starting rotation, right? They, and I mean, and entering the competition breeds success in pr- professional sports. And when you've got guys who have to compete for a starting spot, you're, you're set up to be successful. And I know in the in the big picture, every team all the time is competing, but it sure felt like last year that the Phillies were filling a lot of roster spots by default. Yeah, um, who you know, and, and should and, step up? Who right. should it be this time? And we'll see. And and, and I know the GM took some – Matt Contact took a lot of heat last year for not going out and getting guys and, and things like that. He signed three of the top relievers in the offseason last, going into last year, and they pitched a combined like 27 – They right. pitched a combined like 27 innings and then were out for the One year. One of them may not even pitch this year. Right. So like that's not on the GM necessarily. Like he went out and got the guys and then they couldn't play. So, you know, so, it, so if you can avoid things like that – um, hopefully you can you can build momentum and, and keep going. So. Yeah. Now, obviously, spring training means nothing, and you know we're gonna right. say that over and over and over again. But the Phillies are eleven and five, and that includes today's shutout loss, nine nothing. They lost. Um, they've scored one hundred three runs, which is tied for the right. most in the Grapefruit League. Their their pitching has been average, I'd say, um, not great. It's the only reason that their differential isn't higher. But again, they gave up nine runs and didn't score any today. And especially in the first half of spring training, it gets really weird because you'll have guys that only pitch like two or three innings, right. and then they pull them well, and they're working on stuff. I was going to say they, a lot of the pitchers are trying pitches that they don't use a lot, or right. maybe are trying to add to the repertoire. Right. So it's not exactly apples to oranges. Again, spring training doesn't necessarily mean anything. No. But to see the offense in a rhythm, I think, is a, is a good thing because you can still be going up against pitchers that are trying things and not be hitting. I'd rather right. see, see you got you hitting against stuff maybe you know what's coming right. or you know he's trying something. You still have to hit it. Like You right. still have to make contact, right. and, they're, and they're doing that, thankfully. But, yeah, I saw a tweet um, from a, a baseball writer or blogger that Bryce Harper had played in six of the Phillies' 16 games and led the team in four four or five of the major categories. Yeah. And he only played in basic close to a third of the games. Right. Right. So, so like, is that good? <laughs> I mean, it's good right. for Bryce, obviously. Right. Right. Um, but it, it'll be interesting. I don't, I, I, there, there are definitely changes from opening day last year, right. but in terms of in the long run, it, it's, 
similar to the team from last year. It is. It is. Um, you know, because they don't have Oduble, isn't going to be in center field. They don't have Cesar. They don't have Michael. You know, those are three opening day stars that are all gone. Right. Um, but hopefully, I, I think the biggest thing that was the only negative the first, like, two and a half, three months of the seasons, I think, was Aaron Nola not being the Aaron Nola right. of and then, 2018. And then when the team went south, Aaron Nola got great. Aaron Nola like, became yeah. the star again. So if we can get Aaron Nola from 2018 back right. to maybe go with a slightly better offense and a better bullpen, um, yeah, I, I think uh, – I think the f- I think I think Jake Arrieta was able to get healthy because he didn't really get it going last year. Towards the end of the year, they shut him down a little bit because he had some health issues. Like you don't, he's not going to be your top guy, but he can certainly maybe be your third guy. You know, like right. something like that. Um, you, you just look at it. I, I think they're in a spot where they where they can be. They can be better than last year, and I for his. Poor as it was at times last year, I think a lot of that was just it snowballed out of control. Right. So, but you have the best all around catcher in baseball is yes. back. Hopefully, they can sign him to a long term contract. I think they will. Um, G- JT Real Muto, um, he's been the best catcher in baseball for at least two or three years now. And I'm glad to see him in Philadelphia. I love that he's wearing number 10. Uh, Andrew Knapp will most likely, I think, be the backup again. Uh, it's nice that they, that MLB has extended or expanded the bench to 26 players. That'll yeah. help uh, uh, an, an extra, you would think, for a lot of teams, an extra bat, but some could choose to add and keep an extra pitcher. But I think it's going to, for Philadelphia, I think it might be another bench bench guy, right. not an additional pitcher. Um, but So how do you think the infield is going to align this year? What, do, what does your gut say that are going to be your four guys? Now, we know Hoskins is at first, so that's not right. a mystery. So I'm going to go Hoskins at first. I'm going to go Kingery at second. Okay. Um, Gregorius at short and Segura at yeah, third. Yeah, that's exactly what I think they're going to do. And I think that's what they want to do. Um, I do not there, know. There might be some growing pains there, but I think like I think that's their best. I think that's your best option. Right. Well, I, I, I and I think the only question there. You see Scott Kingery? No. He looks jacked. Does he? Oh, my goodness. Good. Yes. Well, I made that bet and got the Kingery jersey for me and my daughter two years ago when they signed him to a yeah. huge contract. And the first year was a little rough. Right, 2018, right. I was like, oh, man, was this a good decision? Both me buying jerseys and also the Phillies right, investing in it. Right, right. But then last year, he was the most consistent yeah. offensive player and I think, all year I round. think he's going to have a really good year. I think he's going to have a really good year. Uh, I think Didi Gregorius is, is a good Oh, yeah, I love that signing. One year deal, what, like, what do you have to lose? Exactly. And he's got a lot to prove, you right. know, like – yeah. So. so we know Harper's going to be in right. McCutcheon will eventually be in left, but he's expected to start on a short-term dis- dis- disabled list, or maybe they mm-hmm. won't even put him on this disabled list if it'll just be a few days. But he will not be starting on opening yeah, day. My guess is it'll probably be closer to like May till we see him or so. Do you like, think Jay Bruce go- stays in left? Do you think they rotate him with Quinn or Williams? So there's uh, is Hazley going to start in center? What do you feel about the outfield? So... I want to see Hazley in center. So do I. That's what I want. If possible. That's what I want. I want Hazley to be in center. I think, and this is a little crazy, but like I think if you can, it's really tough because McCutcheon, I want in left. But like you said, who knows if that, that will happen. I'm intrigued by the idea of Roman Quinn in left just because you put him in left and Hazley in center, nothing should hit the ground. Um, Nick Williams. I just saw a thing the other day that like he's kind of the forgotten guy right now. Has been for the, and, at least the last year. Um, it'll be interesting when I say change of scenery. I'm talking specifically about management. Like the change in management may be Sorry. good for Nick Williams. Um, you know, I I kind of view uh, Joe Girardi as a calming presence. Um. You know, a guy who's proven that he can get it done and feel like players like Joe Girardi. And I I just feel like in terms of baseball, where so much of it is managing the players through a long grinding season where, and like my grandfather used to say this all the time, baseball is the only like sport where being successful 30% of the time probably means you're making the Hall of Fame. 
you know, like imagine like imagine if Tom Brady. I know it's not the same, but he's like imagine if Tom Brady completed thirty percent of his passes, or you know, like yeah. it, like it's absurd to think about. Like if you double that, if you're not above sixty, people are on your case in football now. You know what I mean? So like, it, it baseball's a, a it's a it takes a different mindset, and I think Joe Girardi is a great hire to help the young guys on the Phillies roster with that mindset of you're not necessarily the star overnight. Um, so I'm excited to see how it kind of plays out. I think Nick Williams may play a big role, especially early in the season. I'm not sure he's the everyday left fielder, but I think he's going to get his shot again this year. And mm-hmm. it's probably his last shot in, in Philly with the big leagues to, to, you know, kind of prove that you belong. Um, I think, you know, he, he's certainly capable, but another one, like, I said I'd love to see Roman Quinn out there just because of, he can cover so much ground. But, like, he can't stay healthy. No. You know, like, I, I'd love him to stay healthy because, man, you have – if you can get him in there, it changes the dynamic a little bit. Well, he you can know? hit for power. He can hit for contact. He's right. quick. He can right. be your leadoff guy with McCutcheon right. if, if you have, out. Right, but I'm just like – you look at the speed. If you've got him and Hazley is, is good speed – Harper has good speed. Kingery's got really good speed. You know, like you become a really fast team. It would it would be nice to see that. But do you know? Also, um, I feel like Roman Quinn. The thing with Roman Quinn and and Williams to a bit, um, they give you some versatility. Like Roman Quinn, he can play center. You know, so like if if other guys aren't able to play center, they can play left. Um, Do you know? Is Didi? A, a base dealer. I, I don't know much don't about really him know. on the, ba- on the base path. So, um, well, okay. Um, we'll, we'll whip around here because uh, my dad texted a, a few things. Um, he says, "How many wins will the new manager get us over last year?" So, before we answer that, what's your opinion? You touched on a little bit. What was your opinion of the hiring of Joe Girardi? I like it. I like it. Um, was he your number one choice in Philly? Probably not. Who, was, like, who else would you have considered a top choice? I only had two, and Girardi was one of them. So yeah, yeah, like he's he was definitely on the short list for me. Um, to be honest, like one of the guys I had thought about, and this was kind of, I don't know that it would have been a good hire. It was just more like it intrigued me. I think Girardi was a better hire. I would have been intrigued by um, Madden, like okay. going and get Joe Madden. Now okay. I know that was kind of like. He already had it lined. Like he knew he was done in Chicago and kind of had it lined up. Yeah, I mean he's had success with right. lesser payroll in so Tampa, and then some he got of him over some the of the intrigue Chicago, there but... to me was he's from Hazleton. Like it, you know, it's like sort of it, it would be an intriguing. Type. Like I feel like he's kind of a mix between Girardi and Kapler. You know, like he's weird like Kapler, mm-hmm. but he is like a baseball lifer yeah. like Girardi. You know, like. So like it, it's kind of I, interesting. I think Girardi was the safer choice oh, 100%, of the ones that were out there. I do, and I don't necessarily mean that in a negative. No, no, no. Um, because my other option, and I think this had the opportunity to hit big, but also could have gone down in flames, was Buck Showalter. So Buck Showalter is also on my list too, because that's another thing. Like again, you want to talk about baseball life or a good a, a guy that could get it done and. Right, it could be the home run, or it could be a strikeout. Like, and it, and if you, the thing is, I feel like it's more of a roll of the dice. Like, I feel like Girardi's not going to necessarily. The worst case scenario with Girardi is, I feel like uh, it's not working. It's not a great fit. They get someone else. The yeah. worst case with Showalter is like you're going to blow up the team yeah. because like no, they're exactly. winning sixty games. You know, but because I, like, like I if it's a bad fit, him getting absolutely enough out of them that they're winning ninety five. Oh, oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, one that I was intrigued with would be uh, Sosha from who was with the Angels, with the Angels. Two years for ago. A long time. Um, I really liked the Angels at the time. Again, could have brought Trout with him. I kind of that. view him like Girardi, like. Former catcher, like just you know, just well, catchers one of those are things. clearly the most important people on the a- baseball absolutely. team. Absolutely, they're so. the smartest players on the field. So it's good we're on the same page. Yeah. Um. So what do you think? So two years ago, f- two years under Kapler, and they went a grand total of 
was it 161 and 163, I think. Yeah, yeah. So they went 80 and 82 two years ago, which was a huge surprise. Right. Like, there was time two years ago where, like, oh, my, the Phillies could do this with nobody, and then they crash and burn. Right. You bring in Harper, you only get one win and prove it. Now, again, we said that is not on Bryce. There's so many other factors there, including injuries and suspect coaching and lack of pitching and sometimes too many other offensive players going hot and cold. So that's not a Harper issue, and it's not just a Kapler issue either, but it was just last year was a lost year, unfortunately. With the additions of a few key guys in the field and in uh, on the mound, plus Girardi, are they better than 81 and 81 this yes. year? How much better? I'm going to slot them for 88 wins. Okay. It's a seven-game improvement. Right. And I think they'll Is that be a wild pushing. Card? I'll think they'll be pushing for 90 wins, and I think they're going to be in the wild card hunt. One or two? I'm going to say both. I think they'll end up in the second wild card. Okay. I, I think – So, like, I'm saying 88. I think they'll be in the race, so I think they will get enough wins to get that second wild card. So, if that means 90, I think they'll get to 90. But I, okay. I if I have to peg a number, I'm going to go with 88. All right. So, 88 and what would that be, 64? No, that's not right. 88 and 74. Yeah. Right, 88 and yeah. 74. Okay, so 14 games above 500. I'm trying to remember um, what it took last year for the wildcard teams. Trying to pull that up. If it lets me do that, it's not going to let me do that. Um, So it was 96 and 97 in the American League to get into the playoffs. That's as the wildcards. And in the National League last year, it was 93 and 89. So, yeah, you're you're talking very very high 80s, 88, 89, or low 90s, depending on what the rest of the leagues do. Now, the unfortunate thing for the Phillies is they play in maybe not the best division, but at least the one that is going to be hotly contested. Yeah. They expect all four well, four of the five teams to be in contention for the division title, and they expect the Marlins to be better. Right. Which may not be a great thing for Philly because they struggled against the Marlins last year, and they only won 57 games. Right. I look at it. The Marlins could easily be 10 games better this year and still be a 67-win team. You know, like, and I think that's well within the realm of possibility. I I could see them pushing 70 wins, you know, like – now, Nationals were wild card one last year, and we all know what happens. They went got red hot in the postseason, ended mm-hmm. up winning the World Series. They were 93 and 69 in the NL East, four games back of the Braves, who went 97 and 65. The Mets finished five games in front of the Phillies at 86 and 76. The Phillies at 500, 81 and 81. So a seven game bump this year would place the Phillies on the outside looking in last year right. with 88 wins. They would not have made the playoffs. I I think I'm going to say as much as I want to say yeah they're going to be pushing 90 I don't know that I can quite commit to that um which is funny because right. 2 years ago I nailed their record when people thought it would be crazy right. I said 1882 the day of or the day before opening day in 2018 and I responded to I think it's 2008 Phillies 2008 Phils on Twitter because he's the one that did the poll and he's got thousands of followers because he like tweets out the 2008 season game by game every single year and he asked and I was like 1882 and I got tagged by him in October of 2018 and I looked at it it was like only two people got the, the Phillies record correct at the beginning of the year, and I was one of them. I was like, oh, man, I forgot about that. Wow, I was super optimistic about the 2018 Phillies. Why was I optimistic about the 2018 <laughs> Phillies? Because they, on paper, shouldn't have been that good. And um, two games under 500, they still overachieved. Now, last year, I think I had them at 90 and 72, and we all know that that no. didn't come uh, to fruition at all. Although the first two months... Although, look at how... <laughs> Bad we felt they were last year, and they were a 500 team. They were 81 81. Look at all the things that went wrong last year, and they, still and they were a 500 team. That's why I'm like, do it, <laughs> do it. I don't know. I, I mean, the the Phillies lover in me wants them to hit 90, like that would be absolutely incredible. 
I just don't know with the Braves, Nationals, and Mets all day. I mean, I'll go on the record and say they're going to be better than the Mets. Okay. They're not finishing in fourth, that's for sure. Do I think they can overtake the Braves and the Nationals? No, probably not. Right. Uh, I think they can be right there with them. But I um, also look, I'm like, everything broke right for both those teams pretty much last year. And they still were, you know, they were right there. But, like, and everything went wrong for the Phillies last year. So I feel like yeah, even if you just have – even if they don't flip, even if it just kind of, like, comes back to, like, normal – I feel like I, you're pretty good. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not gonna hit hit ninety. Okay. Um. I, I just. I, I can't. So. I'll go eighty nine. <laughs> um. Which again, I got prices right, dude. Like doesn't that's... guarantee a playoff spot, no. but they should be in contention. But they're gonna be competing. It'll make an interesting September and hopefully oh, October. And how much? How much more fun is baseball season when like August and September, and you're like, oh my gosh, like you're hanging yeah. on every game. Well, and know? that's the sucky thing is they had us going in eighteen and last year through. And now last year it ended a little sooner. But remember in twenty eighteen, it was oh. like. Up until basically high school football started, and then all of a sudden they, they were like, collapsed. "Oh, people are going to start to not pay attention to baseball much anymore. We can decide to suck." Right, right. And that's exactly what they were awful from mid-August through right. September in 2018. I'd love to see them get off to a blazing start, you know, and, and keep it going. See, I'd in, rather in, them be middling at the beginning and ramp up right. like in 2007 and 2008, because um, I the way I always look at it is so, if you have a great start, you're going to crap. You remember, the like someone in in their heyday like a decade ago now like the one season i was like i i pegged them for like 104 wins or something like that i'm basically like two out of every three i wanted them to win two out of every three games so to get to 88 wins i quick check the math here using calculator um it's only like a 540 some and change right. winning percentage, which means basically every other week, well, every other 10 game stretch, you're winning five out of five, out of 10 or six out of 10. And when I phrase it like that, yeah, I know. I'm like, wow, because you just have so many games, you know, you're just basically alternating between five out of 10 and six right. out of 10 games. I'm like, they can do that. Like, oh they can gosh, win. Yes half just over half their games and that's basically what it works out to is just over half so i think yeah i i think they're gonna get 88 and and whatever it takes plus the whatever it takes to get that other wild card yeah now i know when you say it like that i i love when i look at the last 10 or the winning percentage and i'm just like that's awful but then you look at what that produces Right, like I don't want to see six and four. Six and four is unacceptable. I want seven and three or eight and two. Right, and six and four. But is like, really you, if you good. go eight and two every ten games over to the hundred sixty-two game schedule, oh my gosh. like you're, you're gonna, the best team ever. Right, you're the best team ever. Right, like, well, what would that be? Uh, eight and two every ten games is it'll be one hundred and twenty-eight wins or something like that. Yeah. It's in yeah. 120 to 130 wins. Right. Is what you're You'd be about. lapping the field. Yeah. It wouldn't even be close. You'd win the division by it 30 It would be games. me playing RBI baseball. Right. Like, You'd win when, the division. When I'd lose that. a game and I would be You'd have it, so mad. You'd have the division clinched before I, school starts in August. Yeah, you could before, not play. Before high school football starts, you'd have the division clinched. Ju- Ju- July 31st, and you're like, all right, we're done. Yeah, we don't have to we trade for anybody because we, we got to put do anything. It'd be like when NFL teams have it, like when teams clinch on like Thanksgiving, you know, and you're right. like, all right, December doesn't matter. Yeah, who cares? It does not matter. So uh, that's going to wrap up our first discussion point with the Phillies. A couple things. Um, so we went over the wins that my dad asked about. He, and he said, look at the Flyers this year, which, spoiler, we're going to get to that shortly. Um, and then he made a comment about our catcher comment. And he said, that's why I was the catcher on the church softball team. I'm the most important player on the field. And that's why we won a couple championships. Championships. So this was uh, in the 1930s. Um, you know, stickball era. Um, <laughs> Hit that ball of tape. <laughs> rag. It's so just a play, bunch of rags they, they tied together. Kick the can in the outfield. They're. Did they even have uh, metal bats back then? I don't think it was uh, did they have metal. Wood. Did, they, did metal <laughs> exist back then? I'm not sure. Um, the elements. <laughs> real quickly here, let's touch on. 
Oh my! I know some more texts are going to yeah, come definitely. running rolling in. Let's uh, quickly touch on basketball, the NBA. Um, you know, we're 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 uh, bookending things with the Phillies, who are optimistic about, and the oh, Flyers, who are playing phenomenal, right. and then the Sixers, who I don't want to say are disappointing right. to me, but they're just they're struggling. Unlike we thought they would now. They have injuries at the moment, but right. that doesn't make up for right. the inconsistencies throughout the entire season. Right. And that's kind of the frustrating part. Like you want to talk about how like the expectations were higher for the Phillies last year, you know, coming out of that year two years ago. The expectations for the Sixers were really high. They were like a four bounce Kawhi shot and a blown lead earlier in the series away from playing for the right to go to the NBA finals. Like they were on a roll last year and then coming into this year and just nothing seems to be going right. Uh, you know, injuries um, with Ben Simmons in his back, who knows what that will lead to. Embiid, you know, I don't think it's as serious, but still out some time. Like, it's just, it's not looking good. And the thing is, to be honest, like I sit here and I still look, I'm like, well, if they could get both those guys back healthy and hit their stride, I still think – I don't think they're the best team in the East, but I think they could compete for the East. You know what I mean? Like if they play at their best, I think they're as good as anybody in the East. The problem is they don't have any great matchups against some of the teams that they're going to meet no. in the first round. Because right now they're in sixth in the East. They would have to that's play – That's the worst-case scenario. Right. They'd have to play the Celtics in the first round, which honestly, honestly might rather... be a better matchup than the Heat or the Pacers. No, the Pacers are probably the yeah, best the matchup. Heat, Heat are probably not a great matchup for us. But the Celtics, oh, man, just having to watch them every time and realizing, oh, we traded with them to yeah. get the guy who doesn't play for us anymore because he forgot how to shoot. And then they got Jason Tatum, got Jason who's going to be their best player for a decade plus. Right, you know? we got so. rid of him. Yeah, that one hurts. That one hurts a lot. And that's who the Sixers would play right now in the first round. Of course, there's plenty of – there's what? 18 games left or something like that. Right, right. Uh, so yeah, 18 games left, for, at least for the Sixers. They played, no, yeah, they played 64 games. They're 38 and 26. 15 and half games back of the Bucks. Right. Now, now the thing is, they're only, they're only four and a half, four and back and a half of out, of, out of the third seed. Right. right. So, like, if they can go on a run, like right. their counterpart that shares the, uh, but like, look at, look at these, look at the splits. They're 28 and two at home, 10 and 24 on the road. Yeah, they can't win on the road. Twenty-eight and two. They're the best team in basketball at home, and they're one of the worst on the road. Twenty-eight. That'll do it. And two. That's yeah, absurd. they can't win on the road whatsoever. Right. I mean, they're not beating the Bucks or the Raptors, probably. So, I mean, at best, you're looking at a one round. You know, they make it to the uh, to the quarters again. See, yeah, like. You, I'm telling you, it, I gotta wait and see because while they've been disappointing, like. If they if if they can get healthy and hot like going into the playoffs, you think they can push the Bucks or Raptors to the brink? I think they can. I think they can. Uh, the way they're like, playing right now, there's no way. Right, but. Giannis. Giannis is the best player in the East, but like honestly, and 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 they're the best team, and it's not that close. They could they he's out a little bit now, so I don't know that they're going to get to that seventy wins. But like like they're going to be upper sixties and wins. Two, yeah. But, like, I just – I think – I don't know that the Raptors have their identity in terms of what they're going to do come playoff time net this year. Um, Because, like, Kyle Lowry, perfect example of a guy I loved as a college Villanova. player because he was a Villanova, and I can't stand him now because he plays for the Raptors and has gone – you know, runs his mouth a lot. Like, just like, you know. Not bad. It's just Toronto basketball, though. Like, I just don't care. Like, right. I'm not invested in NBA enough or, or even so the 76ers I just, I just to care about the Raptors. I, the I just look at it. I'm like, I I think I think the Sixers could beat the Pacers. I think the Sixers could beat the Heat. But the Heat are going to be tough because Jimmy Butler's there. The Celtics, I think, are a bad matchup for them. I think the Raptors are tough. But, like, I think the Sixers could beat the Raptors. And I think the Bucks are a tough matchup because of Giannis. But like I honestly think that like so the Bucks have the best player, but then I think the Sixers have 
the next best two players. And then honestly, I think it's kind of even for another couple spots. So like, I, I know that sounds crazy because the Bucks are like I was talking about. Like we were talking about lapping the field with 120 some wins in baseball. Like yeah, the gonna, Bucks are running away with it in go, the East. But um, I just, I mean, they're probably going to go like 68 and 14. Right. But like I look at it, the the Bucks, the pressure's on the Bucks in the playoffs. I know that sounds ridiculous because the pressure's on everybody. But like the Bucks are the team where like because there's already now there's starting to be those rumors where Giannis is looking at how this playoff season goes the postseason goes for basically whether or not he's going to stay in milwaukee when he becomes a free agent well that's a lot of pressure on them you know what i mean like yeah so so um they lost to the worst team in basketball last night without steph curry and you know now the sixers were without their two best players too but like yeah i don't know that i spent a lot of time like defending Brett Brown because I don't think they always like he he survived he was through so much in Philly when they gave him nothing, but I I don't I feel like it's starting to run its course and I feel like he either needs to turn it around and get some results this year or it's probably time to move on. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Well, wouldn't you believe it? They lost at the Cleveland. They won at home against the Knicks. They lost at the Clippers and lost at the Lakers. Right. Now they did manage to beat the Kings right on the road. But then they lost to the Warriors on the road. Worst team in basketball, which I'm telling you right now, that is a scary thought because one, the Lakers are really good. The Clippers are really good. The Warriors are one of the worst teams in basketball, so they're most likely going to have a great shot at the number 1 overall pick, if not but it's one a of weak the draft. one of the top 3. Yeah, but still, but they're Going to get Curry's been out since October, right. and he just came back. They're going to get Clay Thompson back. They'll have Draymond, who depending on who you have He's around, better him. than Charles Barkley. So. <laughs> <laughs> I saw a thing, and it reminded me of you. It said, "Imagine I, t- Trent Dilfer." Right? Yes. Yeah, imagine Trent Dilfer t- saying, "Dan Marino, Dan like you Marino, can't like, criticize yeah, me yeah, because you you don't have you don't any have rings. a Super Bowl ring." And I was like, "Preach!" Right? <laughs> Trent Dilfer's right. I'm gonna punch <laughs> you. <laughs> Now the good thing for the Sixers is that five of their next six games are at home, so you need to win your home games apparently right. if you want to make any the noise. The bad news is they're right now the sixth seed, which means they're going to be going on the road in the playoffs. So, but if they can work their way up to the five or the four, you're right. gonna you're make right. things a little bit better for yourself. Well, and like we said, they're only a few games, so if they could get hot, well, and one of them against is against the Pacers on Saturday, right? Um, and they they need to beat the Pistons and Wizards because one, they're at home; right. two, those teams are bad. Pacers are a playoff team, but it's at home. You got to win that. You can show us that you're ready by beating the Raptors a week from Wednesday. Right. Then go on the road and beat the Hornets before coming home to play the Hawks, who are also bad. Right. But uh, we never play well, and uh, Trey Young like always scores a thousand points against us. Um, the Sixers also have a game against the Bucks remaining in early April. That one is at home again. Another uh, chance to uh, beat one of the be- show that you can compete with the best team in the NBA. On your home floor. So they don't play the Celtics anymore the rest of the way in the regular season. So they, they get good. the Pacers. They don't get, have the Heat anymore either. So they have the Pacers, the Raptors, the Bucks, at, well, and the, the Magic, but Magic are like very barely into the eighth seed right. in, in the East. Uh, and again, that's also at home. So really, it's like, Take care of your business at home and win a few road games, and they could and probably likely will jump up to the four. Right. And if they win a few and can hit their stride, I can guarantee you the Bucks don't necessarily want to see them in the in the second round of the playoffs. Yeah, Simmons and Embiid healthy and like in a groove. Right. No. Yeah. Well, so we'll see about that. Yeah. All right. So the last but it, uh, it they're we're in a prove it stage right now. Like they need to actually get it done. Oh yeah, for sure. So we want to spend the last ten minutes or so. Uh, on the uh, the other sports here with the NHL, which we don't get to talk a lot about hockey, and let's face this, face it, for the better part of the last decade, especially the second half of the last decade, the Flyers have been maddeningly inconsistent. Right. They ha- I'm not haven't sure. really given us much to talk about. Right, they haven't won a playoff series, I think, since 2012, if I remember correctly. 
they they just haven't been very good since the beginning of the 2010s. And they had that epic run as the seven seed all the way to the Stanley Cup final that was minutes away from going to a game seven. And uh, and that's all we'll say about that. <laughs> <laughs> but all of a sudden, the Flyers are quite possibly playing like the best team in yeah. all of hockey. Certainly the hottest team. Oh, hottest hockey. for sure. They've won nine in a row. They haven't lost since February 15th. There's a very good chance that, and especially if they win, um, is it the middle of this week or next week? I can't remember now. Uh, they get the they Bruins did, and the Lightning. On, they play on Tuesday. Um, I think um, against the Bruins, but I'm they not could sure. make it an entire month without losing a game. It, it, it's possible because we're already it's already March eighth. A week right. from now, they've made it a month. Now they have, I think, three games this coming week. Um, and this is by division. I want. I was hoping to see it by conference. I guess they don't show it like that. So let's check out the Metro. So there, the Flyers are sixty-eight game played, same amount as the Capitals and Penguins. They are in a virtual tie with the Caps. Identical record, I believe. I guess goals four is a tiebreaker there. I'm not really sure what yeah, it is. I, I was going to say differential, but their differential is better than the Capitals. So maybe it's goals four. It could be divisional record, which is not listed up here. Right. Um, but for all intents and purposes, the Capitals and it's Flyers are tied. Record. However, the Flyers have been playing much better than the Capitals have yeah. been or the Penguins have been. And... As um, the athletic writers have been saying, it's not a matter of when, it's a matter of how soon the Flyers overtake the Capitals to lead the Metropolitan Division. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the Flyers, I mean, they haven't been bad this year. No. They they were performing, I think, about where people thought, you know, preseason expectations probably pegged them as one of the wildcard teams, not a top two team in, in division. Probably getting that seven or eight seed, you know, they had a new coach, new system, um, a young goalie that was finally going to be basically the every night starter or or the presumed every night starter. There's definitely going to be a timeshare there with Brian Elliott, but Carter Hart has been incredible, especially of late coming back from the injury in January. Uh, he's played phenomenally and the guys around him. Pretty much since he came up. back, yeah. like they've been and incredible. As much as it pained a lot of people at the deadline mm -hmm. for the Flyers to not get any big names and pick up these rental guys, I was celebrating. Yeah. Because when you pick up veteran guys like they did, you're adding depth to the and team. it's already paying off. And experience to the team that those are the ones where you look back and I think about when I was like diehard Flyers may have been my favorite team from the mid nineties to like the early 2010s. Like the Flyers hockey was so huge. I followed every single move and I was always so excited at the trade deadline of the big name players the Flyers would get. Well, what has it gotten us? Right. Nothing. It, it didn't get the Flyers anything. They gave up draft it, picks. It, right. It capital, mortgages your future. Your young, yeah. I mean, think about all the guys the Flyers have shipped out. They haven't become big names, but they've won cups. Right, yeah, I can because think about, they've been key guys on other. Right. I think about Dennis Seidenberg and Patrick Sharp, like yep. guys that were sent out from the Flyers, and are those huge names? Not in the long run, no, but they but won cups with the Bruins, with right. the Blackhawks, and the Flyers gave up guys that probably aren't going to turn out into much, and a few mid-round draft picks, which could hit, but who knows? Right. And got these guys back in return that have immediately paid dividends right. by taking pressure off some of your other guys. Or stepping up and scoring. Like Derek Grant has been wonderful. Well, that's the thing. Like it they've they've made them a more balanced team. Yeah. Like it's not just one or two guys that if they don't score, we're in trouble. It's kind of across the board. You added depth, you added experience. You, yeah. And it it seems it seems to have been a positive for the team chemistry too. Like guys for fitting in. You know, it's it hit a home run. Um, you know, a friend of ours, uh, Corey is a big Penguins fan. And I saw he was tweeting today. He's like, he's like, as far as a team, he's like, the Penguins were a better team before the trade that deadline, even though they look different now than they did before the trade trade deadline. He's like, they're just not getting it done right now. And they're two and eight over the last 10. Now there's time they'll turn it around. You know, they will, but like, that's the opposite of what happened for the flyers. You know, now you don't always know that obviously ahead of time, but like it, it's been, it's been huge that they held their ground 
got the pieces they felt could help them without mortgaging the future. And at least in the short term, it has paid off for them. So hopefully it keeps paying off and they can stay on a roll because being healthy and hot at the end of the season is everything. Everything. It is everything. And they're not even healthy right now because James Van Riesnick is out with a broken hand. You're right. He's not expected back until – excuse me – until – maybe the first round of the playoffs, middle first round of the playoffs. Like he's had in a four to six week time period where he's not making it back for the regular season, but maybe they don't even need him. Maybe he'd come back and be fresh for the imagine, second round. Imagine if you get through the first round of the playoffs without him and then you add him for the second round. Right. Oh, oh, and his legs are super fresh now. Resting like, and healthy. Yeah. Right. He spends that first series just getting his legs back and yep. conditioning and all that. Stuff. Well, that's the thing with the hand. You can still condition. Yeah. You can still he all can, of those he things. You can still like, skate and everything. That's huge. Yeah, that's absolutely huge. huge. Yeah, lower body injuries is way worse for right. hockey players than, than wrist or hand injuries. Four to six week heals, he gets back in. He can practice every day. He can go through right. those motions and he can keep his conditioning up. So the Flyers lost to the Lightning February 15th, five to three. They were in that game against the best team in the Eastern Conference, them and the Bruins. And then they just reeled off nine in a row, beat, and until last night had scored four or more goals in all eight of those victories. Last night they came up just short. Uh, they tried to get an empty net goal to get that fourth goal. They just couldn't do it. Uh, but they're also doing this against teams that are either fighting for playoff spots yeah. or comfortably in the playoffs. So they beat the Blue Jackets back to back times, five to one and four to three. They beat the Jets four to two. They went out west. Oh no, sorry. They hosted the Sharks and beat them four to two. Then they did a home and home with the Rangers, beat them both times, five to two and five to three. Then everyone was like, oh well, we're rolling now, but we're okay, we've got to play the Capitals, the Capitals five to two. Yep. Taking them out. Then the Hurricanes, again, another team that the Flyers have struggled with, not necessarily in the win column, but in the way the game is right. played. And they beat them four to one this past Thursday. And then yesterday, the Flyers beat the Sabres three to one. But here's the big ones. And they, well, it is this coming week. So yep. if the Flyers want to stretch that winning streak to double digits, they're going to earn it because they play the top two teams in the Eastern Conference home against Boston Tuesday and then in Tampa on Thursday before returning this weekend for games against the Minnesota Wild and the Edmonton Oilers. So, so like you you look at it, and I obviously I want to see the win streak keep going. Like the win two more in a row and get that you know beat those top two teams would be incredible. To be honest though, if they could split those and then win their home games because I think they have three in a row at home after that game at the Lightning, you're sitting pretty. You know, like and that's the thing they don't have to win out, but just keep winning at a good rate, keep building momentum. You know, look good against those top teams. Win, win at least one of those games. You're, you're going to put yourself in a really because good position. If the Flyers win the Metro, they're the two seed. Right. You get to play one of the wild card teams. So, um, if the Flyers get to that two seed, or excuse me, the the one seed in the Metro, which would be the two seed overall in the East, they would likely play. Let's see. Wow. After Bruins and Lightning, there's. Atlantic is not great. No. Um, so it's probably going to be – could be Hurricanes, could be Islanders, could be Blue Jackets, could be right. Rangers, um, could be Maple Leafs, could be Panthers. Like right. all of them are still in there. So it's tough to say who – but it's a good matchup for them with the way they're playing. Yeah. They should – they'll definitely be favored should they win the Metro and get the two. They will definitely be favored against that – Wild card one, whoever yes. the seven seed is, essentially. Yeah. Um, you know, and then they get to play what will likely be the winner of Capitals Penguins. Right. And right and, now, and like they're that's a playing series better than and, them. Right, and that's a series where just traditionally those two teams are going to beat the crap out of each other too. So yeah. good, great, well, and that, grand, that wonderful. for years the Capitals were the ones reaping the benefits of the Flyers and the Penguins right. beating up on each right. other. Right. Or the Penguins were reaping the benefits of the Capitals and whoever, right. you know, when it wasn't the Flyers. I mean, what, the last time the Flyers were in the playoffs, I believe it was the Capitals, right. Flyers playing the Capitals. So, you know, it's looking good. It's looking good for the Orange and Black. You know, this year, through most of the year, up until, you know, ended early February, I'd say, it was going the way people thought. it. They were performing more to their talent level, we were seeing some of the young guys get back on track or progress. The veterans were playing well. Giroux was having a down year. Yeah. But the Flyers were challenged for a playoff spot, and we're going to be a tough out. Did we think they're going to win a series? Eh, 50-50 maybe. 
Uh, probably not, though, because you're going to go in as a wild card, and it's tough to beat that one or two te- two seed. But now... Yeah. Then the last two months happen, and, and the next thing you know... Not even, of, like the last four... Yeah. Not, like barely four weeks happen, yeah. and and they've just turned it around, and it's, it's really fun. So um, it'll be an interesting last month of the season. Hopefully the Flyers Yeah, hopefully, we're, hopefully we have to work hot. them into the show yeah. a number of times over yeah. the next few months. So they have so. 14 games left. Um, hey, even if they go nine and five, that's 50 wins. That and that'll get them the division. Like you would think. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they 18 and six then in the, in their last 24. It's pretty yeah. uh, two thirds, right? Right. So that gets you where you need to be. So they the they have 14 games left that they can go nine and five, which is really good. Uh, they they should be Metro champions, um, that, and that would probably get them like a hundred and somewhere between a hundred and five and a hundred and eight points, depending on how the overtime stuff works that's out. Excellent. Um, yeah, that that's great. Yeah, and, if you can get to a hundred points, you're you're looking. Really and they would enough. probably still be one of, if not the hottest team entering the playoffs. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So, so that's a good sign. Yeah. Absolutely. So. Awesome. And and you know we didn't even really mention too many of the players, but. Um, what Konechny has been able to do this year, you know, he was an all-star, the Flyers only mm-hmm. all-star, but, um, as a matter of fact, but, um, and this is all doing it without some guys that were expected to be huge, huge players this year. And, and, you know, it's absolutely terrible and awful what Oscar Lindblom is, yeah. is going through right now, but the team's rallied behind him. The, the NHL community has rallied behind yeah. Oscar, that which is great. has been cool to see, obviously an unfortunate situation. But. Um, but maybe finally, um, Sean Couturier will get the uh, notice of the Selk Trophy, which right. he's deserved probably two of the last three years. I'm not even sure he's having his best year this year, but maybe he'll finally win uh, that designation. But the offseason acquisitions have worked out beautifully. Mm-hmm. Kevin Hayes, uh, Matt Niskanen. Kevin Hayes has been he, one He's of been those, great. Yeah, he's been yeah. absolutely great. And But hey, when you know the coach... Like when right. when you're familiar with the way the coach right. works, and sometimes that's all you, you need. You know what? And I was all for the coaching change before this one. Well, essentially, when they hired the college coach, and yeah, because they they were in a rut. They needed something different, and it didn't work. Mm-hmm. Okay, but like I give them credit for not doing the same thing over and over again. That right. wasn't working. They were just cycling through assistants, you know, and it wasn't working. And then they were able to they, – they changed the pace. And you know what? That didn't work. But but at least they knew then. And once they knew that, then they went and were able to go and and try to kind of reset. And now I feel like they got it right. It, right. it looks like they got it right. It feels like they got it right. So, All right. So that wraps up the other sports, talking baseball, basketball, and hockey. And like Justin said, I hope we get to talk about those teams in the coming months. I'm sure we'll talk about the Phillies. We'll probably talk about them again before the season starts. I hope to talk about the Sixers. Right. And I definitely expect to talk about the Flyers. Right. And if we're talking about them, that's good. That's good for everyone involved. You know how it went. Yeah. But let's, um, the last five minutes here, let's touch about a little bit of football, only because it has to do with, um, you know, logo, which is something that I'm always interested in design. And this came out just like three or four hours ago. I guess there was a leak recently on Reddit with this design. And if you haven't seen this before, I'm talking specifically to my dad, because I doubt he's seen this before. I would like you to text me or message us and let us know what team you think that is describing. Before we say it, dad, if you're still listening after we made fun of you, (laughs) <laughs> what team do to you be think fair if he's been logo, listening for nine years i don't know why he'd stop now right but. we make fun of him especially <laughs> you every episode so um mostly making fun of him for not listening to us last week and i could tell because my phone wasn't dinging. So, um yeah so there's a logo up for a los angeles professional football team and i'd like you to tell us what team you think that is describing is it describing the chargers or the rams so um i'm not sure Oh, oh! He sent us a few emojis before. I, yeah, I yeah, didn't notice I, this, so. I, I, I see um, that. This is a family-friendly show, so I won't repeat what the emojis are. Um, okay, he has submitted his guess. Um, he's also said it was time to take a nap after we made fun of him. Um, 
Okay, he says that hat is for the redesign of the Los Angeles Chargers. And to that, Justin and I have to say, you are incorrect. That is a hat for the Los Angeles Rams. Yes, the Los Angeles Rams. That is their new logo. And he said Chargers, and he is absolutely correct in thinking that could be a Chargers hat. Right, right. Yeah. He is not correct in assigning the correct team. He is correct in interpreting it that that should be a Chargers logo, not a not a Rams logo. Like, and the Rams have such a cool possibility with the Rams stuff. Like, there's so many ways you could go with that. Don't understand how that's the best you can come up with. And we've talked a lot about the Rams uniforms on the show over the years because they have some iconic ones and some that like. We've talked about a lot. We, you know, this all. Not every team, but there are teams that pull can pull it off, and I really like it. I love the Rams all white with the blue Ram horns on the helmet. Yeah. Um. <laughs> that, that is awful. Oh, that's not good. <laughs> so people are not taking too kindly to no. this new LA Rams no. logo, and and like I'm with them. I, and I said this to you, how do billion dollar companies hire million dollar corporations and this is the so, best they can come up with? What, I just is don't it Stan understand Gronke, it. Is he the owner or something Gronke, like that? Gronke, yeah. Gronke, yeah. So I feel like this is something where like he sh- – somebody showed it to him and he liked it and so that's what it's going to be even though no one else – now, I, obviously I don't think that's actually how it happened. But like in my head, that's how it worked. Like he's like, right. hey, I think it should be this and everyone's like uh, – and he's like, no, this is going to be it. And they're like, uh, you know, like – So that was a tweet from Charles Robinson. Again, the photo came from Reddit. And there's also this on the side. Time to shine, which you mentioned is could perfect for the Chargers. Right. You know, they talk about lightning, right. charging, shining, right. LA Chargers. So they should just call the Chargers and be like, hey, look, we spent millions on this, but why don't we'll give it to hey, you for a hundred thousand? Maybe that's what it is. Maybe they're like, look, the Chargers are kind of an embarrassment. We don't want to have to share the stadium with them in their current state. We're going to like really help them ramp things up a little bit. Maybe that's what it is. I just otherwise, yeah. yeah, it's not it's not good at all. Um, I'm not even. It, it's tough. It's also you know it's a fuzzy picture, so the the colors are tough to grab. It's not like they have uh, the pantomes, the numbers out there for us. So until this is officially debuted, probably about a month from now, because all of this is coming out in April, closer to the schedule and yeah. draft. Like all that's happening in April, so this is a, at least a month ahead of time. So until we see more, and you know what, maybe it'll look cool, whatever they put on the helmet. Maybe that's a secondary logo. Like, maybe that's right. not the main logo. Right. And to be honest, like, you go into any, like, shop and you see the hats, and there are a million hats with variations of logos and different things. And, like, I don't always like them. You know what I mean? Like, there's some that I like. Even for the teams that I like and I have logos that I like, sometimes there are versions of logos or adaptations of logos that I don't care for. And that could very well be what this is. But And I, I guess I should say it's not that I hate the logo. It's that I hate that it can it confuses people. Right. Because if you can't tell, it's not a good logo. Right. Exactly. Right. So, like, and that's kind of how I feel well, about about lots of things. Like, if you can't tell, and if you're a billion dollar, if, especially, you made the point, like, billion, multi-billion dollar corporations here, but also... You're competing, like in theory, you're competing as one of two professional teams in the city, right? Like just y- football, y- right? Just <laughs> football. Like you should, like in in LA, you see purple and gold. It doesn't even have to be a logo. If you see purple and gold, you know Lakers, right? You see like iconic blue and white and like cursive letters, like you think Dodgers, you know, like. There are iconic things in LA. And this, you see that, and you're like, oh, the Chargers' new logo? No, it's the Rams. Like, it just, it doesn't make sense to me. No, it doesn't make sense. I just noticed off on the side of my trending, trending uh, on Twitter was Beaver Stadium. And I was like, what the? Why is Beaver Stadium trending? Well, apparently, NHL and NBC tweeted out. 
Dream Winter Classic location. Where do you want to see the big game? Oh my gosh. And Beaver don't, Stadium don't do is this one to of the us options. NHL. Hey, so they're moving towards using Beaver Stadium for more than just so, football a few right. times a year. But it's still a few years away because no. uh, my understanding is it will not happen until but the. But these negotiations start how right. many years in advance? Right. And. I mean, and, they just announced next year's. Right. Right. Winter if Classic. you want. It, from the pen. We almost made it a show. We almost made it a show. If if you're looking at it from the Penn State side of things, they released you know general plans you know a couple years ago now in terms of like a ten year plan basically or whatever, which we're halfway through, right? So sure. like if you're looking to really ramp up the renovations or modifications or whatever you want to call them, like having a plan and being like, look, we want to be, we can host things like this. Then that's I'm going to a Flyers Penguins game at Beaver Stadium. Uh, like that's gosh. not even an option. You're going to laugh. Are you sure? Like, Corey, no. Are you sure? Like Beaver? Is it? Like Corey's Fla- a huge Flyers fan, right? No, he's a huge Penguins he's, fan. That's right. He's a huge Penguins yes. fan. That's right. He's a Penguins fan, <laughs> Yankees fan. That's right. Yeah. Penn State fan. He got it right but, there. I mean, that's, right. Yeah. Um, that's but right. here's the thing. Here's the thing. Like, and I wouldn't be opposed to it because if it happens, it happens. But like, do they not give? Do you not have the Sabers there because the Pagulas donated so much money to I Penn guess if State? It makes it. Ha- but then, which other team? Which teams you pick? The Flyers. You bring the Flyers. But, but why? Because I like the Flyers. Well, right, yeah. <laughs> no, but I understand. See, I, I think. For the inaugural Beaver Stadium, either and oh, you, I, you've got to for do a Flyer Beaver Stadium Penguins. Winter Classic, it's got to be Flyer Penguins. For a stadium series, it could be Sabers Penguins or Sabers Flyers. Right, you can have Sabers anybody. Like I, if the Flyers right, and but Penguins I feel are like, right, I feel like, oh, absolutely. Hey, make it Sabers Capitals and have them meet like halfway. That'd be or cool. That'd like be that. cool. But man, Flyers Penguins at Beaver Stadium, how? <sighs> Do you think would it sell out? Would they sell hundred thousand, hundred and five thousand tickets for that? I, yes. You think they yeah. would? Yep. Yeah. It would be awesome. It they would, they be would awesome. sell out. They they'd put a hundred and ten thousand in that in that in that stadium that day. That would be a weekend. That would be a weekend event. Yeah. Would, would it be on New Year's Day? If it's the Winter Classic, I guess probably. It would be. Probably. Can you imagine Beaver Stadium hosting Flyers Penguins January first, but then. They move the game up because Penn State's playing in the Rose Bowl late. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Which is a semifinal for the <laughs> National Championship. Oh, man. All right. All right. It's time for bed. Things that need to happen. Yeah. It's... All right. Well, we didn't talk much football, but we managed to talk about everything. But we made we fun love. of the Rams, so it was a good we night. <laughs> we made fun of Los Angeles football, which is always good. We talked about Penn State and Beaver Stadium, and we touched on the Phillies, Sixers, and Flyers. So, Real quick, what would be your second choice of those? Lambo. Like I think See, Central Park is awesome. But I like, think Central how? Park. I don't know, but that's why I wanted to happen. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not into racing, so Bristol doesn't entertain me that much. Right. I don't. They understand. played the football game there. They played Tennessee game there a couple years ago. Tennessee Virginia Tech, I think, played there. I don't. Uh, uh, Michi Stadium. I don't. Is that like, Army? I, I'm not sure. If it is, that would be cool. Like yeah. at one of the military. Yeah, academies. one of the military academies would be cool. But I, I mean that uh, those choices. I'm going. Beaver, Lambo, and Central Park if they can figure out how to, how to pull it off. Right, right. I just – I feel like that's a logistical – like you think Beaver Stadium's a nightmare? Imagine Central Park. Where are you putting people? <laughs> like – I don't know. I've skated in Central Park. I have no idea how – like they, they play at Central Park but no one watches. They just play the game and they broadcast it but no one's there. So, yeah, I – not really sure how that one would, yeah. would work out, but definitely Beaver Stadium followed by Lambo, and then there's a few, I'm sure a few other out there that would be interesting. But Beaver of Stadium those, also has the best picture of the of the five up there. Yeah, yeah. of those five, I, Beaver Stadium by far, one hundred by far. Yeah, I'm trying to see what people responded if they all. Penn's Flyers Beaver Stadium now. Uh, a lot of people are saying Ohio. Oh, go away, <laughs> James Laronitis. Ohio Stadium for what? Blue Jackets? Like I, I know, Pete. Like, and someone said, "Oh, just what people want to see the Penguins or Flyers in another outdoor game." Okay. Yeah, you know why they keep putting them in outdoor games? Because people because watch it. People, people buy tickets. Them. Actually, Blue Jackets, Red Wings in the shoe would be epic. No, it wouldn't. 
Who cares? Detroit's awful right now. They're one right. of the greatest hockey teams ever. They've been awful for a right. while. Right. And it's the Blue Jackets. Does anyone outside of Columbus care about the Blue Jackets? It it would be cool in a sense to have Michigan Ohio State play like if they did something at the big house and then at Ohio Stadium like that that could be cool. Michigan but like, Ohio State is more interesting problem. to me than no, Columbus. No, th- that's Detroit. the problem. That's the problem. The college <laughs> game would steal would steal the show. Yeah. So. So. All right. Um, any shout outs for anyone to mention? No. <laughs> Happy belated birthday to my uncle Dennis. He's celebrating. I saw him. There's a ton of, ton of March birthdays and there are some coming up, I'm sure, uh, in the weeks to come and what we will mention. Um, it was Denali's birthday just a few days ago. Uh, it was my aunt Joyce's birthday, uh, is coming up. Uh, Jason's birthday is coming up. Mm. Um, yeah, it's just so many. Isn't everybody's March, birthday coming up? April. I'm going to hit you. <laughs> Um, but, um, please remember to, um, like and share and follow and subscribe and uh, leave a review. If you listen to us on iTunes or Google play or anywhere that has reviews, uh, please, you know, rate us, review us, you know, positive and good would be great. That would help spread the word and good, great get more uh, people to listen to the show. And, uh, if you watch us, we appreciate it on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, uh, you can, uh, like us, follow us, comment. All that good stuff on there. We will be back next week, which will be actually next week's March Madness, Selection Sunday. Oh, yeah. So we get to talk. I mean, I don't know that we're going to be doing much because the brackets don't usually come out until we're talking. Uh, but we will be doing a bracket challenge, which I've already had multiple people ask me about. Yeah, I had people We're asking me too. I had people it. asking me. This I want to too. get. I think I'd like to get. Let's say sixty-four brackets, because that's how many after the playing games are over. That's how many teams are in the field. So I want sixty-four bla- brackets. You can enter up to three each person, and I do that because I do one for me, one for Natalie, and then I do a control. So that allows everyone to do three. So if you really want to try to win. Um, that badly you can enter three brackets into our espn tournament challenge that will be released uh, about a week from now as soon as the field is unveiled it'll be a lot of fun and the winner gets a show t-shirt and the opportunity to appear on an episode and i know uh um there are definitely people that are trying to get that uh, similar to the way corinne wanted to get on the show so um Let's just hope that they don't win. I was going to say, let's <laughs> just hope our sisters don't win. So. Sisters, their friends, anyone acquainted with them, right. anything like that. All right. So I think that's everything. So thanks for listening to this episode of the Joe Mays and j show. This was 298, 299 next week, 300 on the horizon. And we got some fun things coming up. So thanks for joining us. And we'll see you again real soon. That's a wrap on this episode of the Joe Mays and J-Rap Show, brought to you by Mays Sandwich Shop. You can watch each weekly episode live on Facebook, Periscope, or YouTube. Be sure to like, follow, or subscribe to the show on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, and Google Play. You can also rate and review us on many of these platforms as well. We'd love to hear from you. Send your email to the Mays Sandwich Shop inbox at joemaysandjraff at gmail.com. The Joe Mays and JRAF Show is a part of the JMNJR Radio Network, home to other productions such as the Bulldog Hour, Tangents with Friends, and Nat Chats with Dad. Until next time. <laughs> <laughs>